Hello, everyone, and welcome to Music for a While. I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the New Criterion. On October 23rd, it was Ned Roram's birthday, his 99th. I interviewed him about 20 years ago for his 80th. He's an American composer who has always been in love with French composers, particularly Ravel. This relates to the song we're about to hear. We will hear Roram's most famous song, probably, and we will hear it sung by his most devoted exponent. The song is Early in the Morning, which sets a poem of Robert Hillier. Hillier was an American who lived from 1895 to 1961. Early in the Morning is about Paris, and the last lines go, I was twenty and a lover, and in paradise to stay very early in the morning of a lovely summer day. Early in the Morning by Ned Roram, sung by Susan Graham, the mezzo from Midland, Texas, accompanied by Malcolm Martineau, the pianist from Scotland. Happy birthday to Ned Roram. That was his song, Early in the Morning, performed by Graham and Martineau. To say it once more, I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the New Criterion, doing music for a while. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, you may do so via iTunes, Google Play, etc. If you'd like to write to me, the address is nordlinger at newcriterion.com. If you'd like to sponsor the show, please let us know. John Charles Thomas was an opera singer, an American, 
born in Myersdale, Pennsylvania, in 1891. He lived until 1960. He sang opera, yes, and popular songs and hymns. He sang a little of everything. Very talented guy. He used to be on the radio, particularly on Sunday morning, I believe. My friend Ed, when he was a kid, listened to John Charles Thomas on the radio. Today, Ed has a tradition. He listens to John Charles Thomas on Sunday morning, just as before. Now, however, these are preserved broadcasts. Jimmy Durante once called the singer my friend with three first names, John Charles Thomas. Again, this was a very versatile fellow. What shall we hear him in? How about a song from a Broadway musical? One of the best songs in the history of Broadway musicals from one of the best shows in that same history. Oh, What a Beautiful Morning from Oklahoma by Rodgers and Hammerstein, which came out in 1943. John Charles Thomas recorded the song the same year. Oh, my God. 
What a Number by Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein II, sung by Jimmy Durante's friend with three first names, John Charles Thomas. With the pianist Sofia Munoz, Emily D'Angelo sang a recital in New York. She, like Susan Graham, is an American mezzo. She sang a very, very eclectic program. It included a song or two of Schoenberg, or Schoenberg, if you like. I can't remember how many songs of his there were, but that's not my point. Let me read, please, from the review I wrote. Listening to his songs, meaning Schoenberg's songs, I had a thought. If he had decided on a different course and devoted a substantial amount of his time to the composing of a leader, could he have entered into the pantheon with Schubert, Schumann, Wolf, and the rest? I would not have bet against him. I'd like to share one song by Schoenberg from his Opus 2. It is called Vadsona, or Forest Sun. We will hear Ellen Fall, an American soprano, in a recording from the mid-1960s. Frankly, I've chosen this recording for the pianist, the great Glenn Gould. Thank you. 
Arnold Schoenberg was a great composer in different styles and genres. That was his song, Waldsona, performed by Ellen Fall and Glenn Gould. I hope I pronounced the singer's name properly. It's spelled F-A-U-L-L. I'd like to read from another review. Peter Grimes, the opera by Benjamin Britten, 1945, is a very orchestral work, even apart from the famous sea interludes. It must be one of the most orchestral operas in the repertoire. Now, what do I mean by orchestral? Don't all operas have an orchestra? From Monteverdi's Orfeo, 1607, to yesterday? Yes, but Peter Grimes is especially symphonic, let us say. It can seem like an orchestral work whose instrumentation includes voices. There's no sense staging this work unless you have a good orchestra, preferably a very good one. And the Metropolitan Opera, of course, has a very good one. It was a pleasure to hear them in Peter Grimes on Sunday afternoon. Now, let's listen to one of the sea interludes, in fact. Which one? There are four of them. I choose Sunday morning, irresistible, and we will hear it played by the BBC Philharmonic Orchestra under Edward Gardner.
one of the sea interludes from Peter Grimes, the opera by Benjamin Britten from 1945. We heard Sunday Morning. We also heard the BBC Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Edward Gardner. Lady Macbeth the Metzensk, or Lady Macbeth the Metzensk District, is a very orchestral opera too, a very symphonic one. It was written in 1933 by Shostakovich. And like Peter Grimes, it is being performed at the Met this season. Like Peter Grimes, it has orchestral interludes, or entracte, five of them. Here is number two, Zany, absolutely nuts. Interlude number two from Lady Macbeth of Metzensk by Shostakovich, played by the London Philharmonic Orchestra under that great exponent of Shostakovich, a friend of his too, Mstislav Rostropovich. Okay, and now for something completely different. The Teatro Real, which is to say the Royal Opera of Madrid, came to Carnegie Hall for an evening of Spanish music. The soprano Sabina Puertolas sang a series of sarsuela arias. A sarsuela is a Spanish operetta. She then sang an additional one, an encore. I'll quote from my review. She sang maybe the biggest sarsuela hit of all, Carceleros, from Las Hijas del Cebideo by Ruperto Chapi. De Los Angeles used to slay with this number. Caballé slew with it. And so did Senora Puertolas. Well, you know we're going to hear it. And our singer will be Vicky D, as we in the English-speaking world sometimes called her. 
the great Spanish soprano, Barcelona soprano, Victoria de los Angeles. number is by Ruperto Chapi. It is from his sarsuela, his operetta, 
las hijas del Zebedeo, the daughters of Zebedee, and is called carceleras, meaning jailers. Victoria de los Angeles was accompanied by the Sinfonia of London under Rafael Frubeck de Burgos. In recent days, something has come to my attention relating to Grant Johannesson, the American pianist of the last century. Actually, he lived until 2005. He was born in 1921, born in Salt Lake City. He was known in particular for French music. As Ned Roram was an American smitten by French music, so was Grant Johannesson. For example, Johannesson recorded the complete piano music of Foray. I realize I've said both Johannesson and Johannesson. Frankly, I can't remember what he said. I'll stick with Johannesson. He was a member of the Mormon Church, and he often played an encore of his own devising, an improvisation on a prominent Mormon hymn, Come, Come, Ye Saints. This would be his final encore, the last thing he would play on a recital. It was a personal statement, you could say. The words of the hymn were written by William Clayton in 1846. The music is a popular, or once popular, English folk tune, All is Well. As I understand it, this hymn came to symbolize the Mormons' westward trek, the early spirit of their movement. It is a touching and stirring thing. Before hearing Grant Johannesson, let's hear the hymn sung by a choir, and three guesses which one.
Come, Come, Ye Saints, sung by the Mormon Tabernacle Choir under Richard P. Condy. We will now hear what the pianist Grant Johannesson did with it. Imagine this being played after an entire program of classical music, complete with other encores. Johannesson would make his statement, then bid good night. What a wonderful way to end. Thanks for joining me, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon.